I feel like mental health is is an unseen, um, not so disability, but it's definitely a um, sidecar. It lives in your sidecar, and just in case of emergencies, it will just flare up and just throw your whole motorbike over. And nobody sees it. You're like, oh, you're passable. Like, I feel like I'm passable yeah. most of the time. And then when I'm not passable, it's disastrous. That was Amanda, who lives with and manages bipolar type 1. In today's episode of Silent Superheroes, we'll be following Amanda's journey from depression in teenage years through mania in college to finally getting diagnosed with bipolar in her 30s. And how, armed with her bipolar diagnosis and several years of experimentation, Amanda really understands what she needs from a workplace and how the pressures of work can really affect her health and her family. Please remember that the people you hear on Silent Superheroes aren't trained medical professionals. They're people discussing their personal experience of living with mental illness. If you're considering a change to your treatment plan, please consult a trained medical professional. My name's James Pratt. I'm the host of Silent Superheroes, and I'm really glad that you're here. Welcome to the Silent Superheroes Podcast, a series of frank conversations about mental health at work. Today, I'm with uh, Amanda. Oh, right. Introduce ourselves. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm Amanda. I... um I am a pharmacy technician. I am a mom. I am a wife. I am a daughter. I'm a dog owner. Um, I'm the owner of a Honda Element, which I guess there's a whole modicum of people that that's a demographic. And I get to have bipolar one. Yay. Okay. It's uh, special. And yeah. for, I don't know, I'm going to do this description because some people don't know, but um, bipolar one is where you get to have the really super exciting mania and you don't sleep for a long time and then you get to be super in bed after that you get to be super depressed after that just yeah don't get up for a while (laughs) right so we're trying to really help people understand what the experience experience is right of living with uh, mental illness because it's really hard to right understand i'm gonna i was born in 74 right so when i became a teenager you know you're depressed because you're a teenager blah 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 and it's more that you know yeah, I'm sad and I'm moody because I'm a teenager. But then right. the depression, like the the unable to put on clothes or take a shower right. is beyond regular teenage, I don't know, um, what's the word? teenage angst or whatever, like right. teenage hormone mayhem. Yeah. You're like, because teenagers do their own thing. Mm-hmm. But what I had for that part of my depression was beyond right. regular depression. I'm regular teenager. Yeah, there's like, diff- there's... Hard to get up because you're tired and lazy, and there's like, I wonder if I can summon the energy to put one foot on the floor. Right. Right. Like getting out of bed is yeah. a hassle today. Yeah. Like, it's beyond hassle. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Those days are not fun. They're not. They're Especially, not. it's really great when you get to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that idea. I'd never thought of it that way. It's like, work can actually be a gift. Right. If you live with depression. Right. Like, yeah. I have to go work. Okay, get your butt out of bed. You're not going to make rent. Right. Get up. Yeah. 
Like, not that I really, like, I want to lay in bed. Mm -hmm. I would really just want to watch TV and just lay there. Mm -hmm. But it's better get up. (laughs) Unfortunately, yeah. That's probably the best gift that I have is that having a, like, a stable position, like a very routine. Right. Routine, I think, has helped me so much. Mm -hmm. But having a routine, like, where I get up, I have to get up. I have to do this. I have to do this. It helps my balance my mood a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, my body knows what to expect. or my, right. I, I'm already going through the motions, right? Yeah. I know how to ride a bike. I know how to do this. Yeah. So I know my day is like, I have to get up and go to work. <laughs> and then I have to deal with people at work. And then yeah. I get to come home. Yeah. Like there's a whole, there's, since there's a, a pattern to it, right? it's easier for my brain and my mood to like, okay, let's pattern this up. Even if, and I think that helps me with my, my costume of mm-hmm. being passable. Right. So uh, you said uh, mania. So in bipolar, yeah. there are two, mm-hmm. you know, hence bipolar, there's two aspects right, to exactly. it. Right, <laughs> exactly. There's the mania and the, and the depression. So, right. you know, if you can, from kind of a, um, like a kind of medical definition, okay. how, does, how does the medical, pra- uh, medical world think about, think about mania? Okay, so mania, like the definition, right, that... The psychologists, psychiatrists, doctors, all that mayhem. What the what they consider mania is um, racing thoughts, inability to sleep, um, just um, overthinking, over um, just I don't know. I don't like. I've been in it, right? I've right. been in it. So explaining it and understanding, <laughs> like I, I know the definition. Yeah. Um, you're just unable to bring it down. You are just constantly on. It's like. A four-year-old eating a crap ton of Skittles, mm-hmm. that's mania. Okay. And, you know, you can go to the bathroom and you can mm-hmm. watch a movie, but everything else is Skittle down and oh. coffee. You cannot, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know the real definition. I just know yeah. it because I've been in it. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I know I, there's, I know there's like, I think it's like two, it can anywhere between like two days and, you know, six weeks to two months. Depending on how special your condition is. So, what's uh, when you're in that um, uh, that manic phase? What are the risks to you? Um, the risk for me. So, I I don't sleep a lot. Mm. So then my I get kind of like I'm I end up by the end of the back up. <laughs> so Thank you time. it's okay. So with um, the mania, like as. As it progresses, um, my sleeping gets a lot less. My um, ideas come faster, but then they get jumbled. Mm-hmm. And then when they aren't jumbled, they it's really um, hard to get around even my body because my mind is mm. going so fast towards like the middle end of it. Like my body just gets stuck in the mud, even though my brain is still going. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but yeah, the beginning part is always fun. Beginning part's like, woo, we're having a good time. It's a uh-huh. party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting lots of stuff done. Yeah, I'm yeah. super. I'm going I'm to scrub the whole house. Yeah. Um, but then by the end, your mind is still racing. You're, you've got all this stuff. You cannot, like, like I get, um, what's the right words? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like a like a daydreamy state where I'm like, I'm awake and I'm doing stuff and I'm, and I know I'm working, but then like, it's kind of hazy. Like I can't tell if it's reality. I mean, I know that it's reality, but like it's, it's with a daydreamy, like I can't tell if it's really real. So then I'm like, whoa, 
this you've been in it for a while, lady. Yeah. Go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a whole, you know, when I bring it down, it's okay. Yeah, it's a sin. So talk to us about that. When I bring it down, yeah. Okay. Um. So I've I've done my probably anywhere for me it's usually like three weeks. Okay. Of mania, um, which is great. It used to be a lot longer than that. So okay. <laughs> like what's, what's the longest period you you feel like you've had? Mm, probably the longest one I had was a semester, about a, a semester in school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was it was um, a hard time. Like in the moment, it was fantastic. Right. Just cranking through your books, yeah, get man. your assignments done. Acing everything, yeah. making Dean's list. What? Yeah. <laughs> but then like at the end, we're like, what just happened? I'm like, I don't even know. Wait, I made Dean's list. How did that even happen? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember any of that. Right. Wow. So it was, um, yeah. But so on a regular um, end of my set, uh, hypo or getting out of mania, going back into hypo mania, I really have to force myself to breathe. I okay. really have to force myself to be outside, which mm. seems kind of dumb. Like, because mm. when I'm in this mania, I'm like, okay, I'm working, I'm working, but I'm doing, but then like when I go outside, I'm like, I realize how small I am. Right. Gets and, you back and, in the world. Exactly. I'm back in the universe. Yeah. I'm, I'm not beyond right. myself or yeah. my house. I'm, I'm a small being in, right. in the whole world. Yeah. And it's like, and then I'm able to, like, hopefully I don't crash straight away. Right. Hopefully I can, like, m- you know, level out and then just slowly get into um, – because it'll go from mania to, like, hypomania in, like, two days. Yeah. And then, like, trying to ev- keep it even so I don't go into, like, a super depressive mode right. before, you know, before, <laughs> before work. Right. Because that's not really working. You take medication to manage your bipolar. So what are you on now? Yeah, so um, I'm on Lamictal is the okay. brand name, Lamotrigen. Um, I'm on an atypical dosing. Lamictal buddies. Ooh, yeah, um, I love it. Uh-huh. Like I've been on different little iterations of things, but Lamictal is where it's at. Uh-huh. Um, I'm on an atypical dosing. Okay. Was, I guess it's, um, I'm taking 250 milligrams. Okay. Um, What's atypical about that? Um, I guess my, under- my understanding is that people either go with 200, 300, or God forbid, four hundred. Right. So since I'm doing two fifty, I'm right yeah. kind of in that kind of. It's, they consider it atypical. Can we do high five again? Two fifty lamictal bodies. What? <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, so I take that. But then I also am taking um, um, hydroxypam. Okay. It's um, it helps you maintain your sleep patterns. Got it. So for me, it forces me to sleep so that my mania doesn't mm-hmm. kick in. So like, I have to have. Everybody's like, why do you sleep so much? I'm like, because I have to. Right. I don't get a choice. I would love to only sleep six hours. Yeah. yeah. However, if I don't sleep at least seven and a half mm-hmm. <laughs> hours, I'm really I'm really not fun. Hmm. I'm really kind of like mean and, and wow. just not fun and yeah. not my regular not, not what I consider my usual self. Right. So So, you know, we've talked about sleep, being outdoors, medication. Mm-hmm. Like we're starting to build a picture of the package of things that you're doing oh, to, yeah. to maintain that possibility. Yeah. And um, so, like, I've been trying for, um, I guess it started about October. I started running. Mm-hmm. Just, it's really weak running. It's like, oh, I did 10 <laughs> minutes. Yay. And it was really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, that helps too. And everyone's like, running, you know, exercise is great for mental health. I'm like, 
And I, I rolled my eyes so hard uh-huh. for so many yeah. years about it. <laughs> and yeah, it, um, I don't, I, I scoff at it and, and I hate it so much, but I know that it does, it does work. It's not immediate. Like, after my run, I'm like, I still hate everybody. Yeah. But in, like, an hour or two, right. I'm not going to hate people as much. Yeah. And I'm going to be in a better place. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Amanda, as she is today. Mother, dog owner, and managing bipolar type 1, with a combination of medication, exercise, getting good sleep. Everyone who has a mental illness, their story starts somewhere. That moment when their life goes from not bipolar to bipolar. For me, it was there's been a couple of moments of just yeah. supreme clarity. Yeah, like um, uh, when it was at the, when the New York Giants won the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I was at home. We were in New York. Right. We it was that winter. Catherine was maybe two months old. Yeah. My husband was out of town, mm-hmm. and the, the Giants went. What the whole town yeah. goes crazy. Yeah. And on our on in our apartment, there was this teeny little fake patio, right? And I was so happy. Uh-huh. I was like, "This is the pinnacle of my life." Uh-huh. And it's, so I went and I stood out there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "I could jump." Yeah. And I'm like, I, I mean, I must have been out there a good minute. Yeah. I could totally jump, and I was like, and I'm like, and Catherine will sleep through it all. She sleeps through the night. We're yeah. good. Yeah. And I'm like, she doesn't say anything. Somebody finds me on the street, calls nine one one. They oh. caught me away. Well, then more than that, I'm like, oh, my husband's on the plane. He's already on the plane to get home. Yeah. So we're in- So he'll be home. <laughs> like, and it was like, and yeah. it was horrible. Yeah. And like, and I was like, he's going to be so mad at you mm-hmm. that you did that. Yeah. And that's what brought me back. I was like, oh. I mean, I was out there. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever even told him that either. Yeah. Probably should probably tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was, it was so dangerous. Yeah. After being on the balcony, Amanda didn't get help right away. In fact, she lived with the cycle of mania and depression for another two years until her depression overwhelmed her instincts as a mother and that put her on the path to get help. So let's see, my daughter is 10. So I think she was two and a half about when I had to be hospitalized. Okay. And I think most people um, at some point, and I'm not saying they should be hospitalized, mm. but <laughs> that if it's, if it's necessary to suck it up and do it. Right. Because you you need it. Right. And it's not, hopefully it's a one and done. Like right. I feel like I was fortunate to only do a one and done. <laughs> but if you need to go, go. Like there mm-hmm. is no fault in yeah. yourself to be able to have to yeah. go and do that. Um, what were the signs for you that like it's time for me to go to hospital? Um, so that was on, um, I think it was a Monday. I was out, I, I was a stay-at-home mom. And Catherine, she was a little bitty. And so... We were out messing around and playing in a fountain in Dallas. It was fun as hot. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go. She's like, okay. She threw this fit because that's what two and a half, three-year-olds do. They throw fits. And I couldn't get her out of the playground. So I just picked her up and what we used to call sack of taters, just going to throw her over my (laughs) shoulder like a sack of potatoes and just haul her to the car. Mm -hmm. So I get to the car. Fortunately, it's in a garage, so it's nice and cool. And then um, set her in the car. I don't want to sit down. like, oh, Fine. I, I want to get home. I want to get out of the sun. I want to relax. Right. And um, I just shut the car. She was just kind of running loose like a cat in a car. Mm-hmm. And I drove home with her just running loose in the car. Right. <laughs> Not supposed to do that. Um, so at one point, she was trying to climb up into the front seat. And I had to stop real quick. Yeah. And she was like, she kind of flew a little bit. Right. It was scary. Yeah. And I felt, I still feel a lot of guilt about that. Right. 
so as soon as I got home, like everybody clean up, everybody calm down. Um, and then, um, pretty much by that evening I was like surfing, I'm chatting with her, giving her dinner and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm already surfing on like ways to, uh, figure out an easy way for suicide because I felt wow. so much guilt over it. Yeah. And I have not ever said that out loud. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, and it was, it was probably about a week Yeah. from that point. Like it had been like, it built up and built up and like, I was really, really sick. And I told my husband, look, I'm sick. Yeah. There's something wrong with me. Right. I'm going to go. There's a, it's on our insurance. Right. There's a hospital. They said, I'll give you a free evaluation. Yeah. So I get there. I'm chatting with the lady. She's like, you need to hand me your car keys. I'm like, okay. I'm like, whatever. It's, it's a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> You seem trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, you're totally fine. We're just chatting here, whatever. And they're like, yeah, you're not leaving. I'm like, what? Yeah. So I was like, that was not a very good evaluation at all. Right. And clearly I didn't realize what sort of facility I was going right. to. But I'm glad I went. Yeah. Um, it was by far the, like, I, I, I don't know what that was like. It was yeah. bizarre, completely bizarre. But yeah, they. Uh, there is fear. When you, when you said about going into a, you know, going, checking yourself into a hospital. Right. You said like. It was great. Do it. If you're thinking about it, do it, right? Because yeah. there's a stigma that I might get locked up or I'm, I mean, I'm, I was afraid I was going to be in jail. Right. I mean, like I didn't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. I was acting crazy. Mm -hmm. I was, I was super depressed. Yeah. Um, my husband's like, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So I didn't mean to get checked in, but I did. Yeah. And I was fortunate to get in a, I guess a semi private facility. Um, mm. so I feel really fortunate about that. Um, but yeah, yeah. get help. Like don't like, yeah. I, I work on Capitol Hill here in Seattle. Yeah. So I see a lot of, um, drug use and mental health right. issues every single day. Yeah. All the time. And it just kills me. Cause I'm like, you need help. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to put you in jail because you're acting like a fool in the middle street. Yeah. yeah. And you are acting like a fool in the middle street. Yeah. You know, you're totally methed out in yeah. the middle of the intersection. Yeah. You're shouting at the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you know, you're trying to lick the, um, the light trail rails. So by the time I left hospital, I, um, I had a regimen of, um, Seroquel and lithium, I think, mm -hmm. both of them for a little while. Yeah. Um, and then finally I was just on lithium for a while. Right. And um, it was good because it stabilizes you, right? And you are so normal, yeah. Well, at least I was. I was completely normal, right? But um, it I, we were having to fluctuate it a little bit because I was start my body was starting to either right adjust or not adjust or whatever, right. getting used to it. So I had to. I just decided. I told my doctors like I cannot take this anymore. Right. We got to switch it up. Yeah. And so I continued, and then I switched to Lamictal. Right. And um, Seroquel. So they gave me Seroquel when I was in the hospital. Okay. And I gained something like 20 pounds in a week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My husband's like, what? And I'm like, well, I've just been in the hospital. Mm. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what do you do? Right. You just lay around in the hospital yeah. all day. And, um, um, and was that because mm -hmm. you, you know, like it, it made you eat a bunch or just it made your body just. I think my body was just like, what? Like, I, yeah. just, I don't know. I don't know why it makes your body mm. do that, but it stinks. Right. <laughs> It's That's horrible. really common with antidepressants, I think. I think it is. Yeah. So you really, there's a lot of battles to fight in yeah, the yeah. weight department. But I also think it's, you know, if, am I going to be heavy or am I going to be sick? Yeah. Like right. that's two different things yeah. I have to deal with. And I know that my doctors don't like that I call it that I'm sick. Mm -hmm. That, But I'm like, I am. Yeah. Like I can't control. I mean, I can't control, but right. like 
I have to take medicine. Yeah. Like I cannot not take medicine. That's really interesting. I'd never, I, I'd never heard of a doctor being kind of uncomfortable with the idea that like you're sick. Well, like I'm not, I'm like, I'm not ill. I'm like, I'm not going right. to fall over and right. like give people chicken pox or something. Yeah. But like, I'm sick. Like I, I'm constantly sick. Yeah. And it's just a matter like with HIV, mm-hmm. you're sick. Yeah. You are managing it. Yep. With mental, with mental illness, right. you are, you're sick. Yeah. You're, ma- you're managing it. Right. We hope. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're, you're sick. When you talk to people managing a mental illness, one of the common themes is that they discover it when they notice their behavior just falls so outside what's considered normal. For Amanda, it was putting her daughter at risk and feedback from her husband. But you don't have to wait that long and you don't have to end up in hospital. Talking to a trained medical professional can be enough. Everyone's experience of mental illness is a little bit different. I wanted to hear more about how Amanda experiences her bipolar in her work and the effort that she puts into managing it. Work for me is a huge like downer. Like cuz mm. what I do is so task oriented, do it this way, do it this way, you have to be perfect because you can't make people sick, but I am sick, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but you must be correct and that's fine. If I don't do it the correct way, then they give me crap. Right. Like, You're not doing it right. I'm like I know, I'm sorry, I'm working on it. Yeah. And so I fix it. No big deal. But, and then when they come and, you know, conference with me, like, why are you doing it poorly? I'm like, what do we need to help you with your skill set? I'm like, it's not <laughs> the skill set. It's that my brain, right. like, this, like, I temper it. Like if I were to at work, I mean, I could easily go into mania at work and get it all done in like four hours. Mm -hmm. And then I could just sit back and have happy hour at work because I'd be done. Yeah. But I'm not fun. Like I'm not really, I'm not even functional really. I'm like, like, so, and then I don't want to be pushed into a depression for the evening. Right. So when they, so I temper it Mm -hmm. because like this forces me to slow down. Because if I'm too, too fast, right. I can't bring it back. Yeah. So when I have these conversations with my bosses, yeah. that will trigger some hypodepression because I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, I'm so, I'm such a horrible person. I should be faster. I should be yeah. able to communicate with people better. I'm like, why am I, why am I like this? Why am I like right. this? I'm like. So have you, are you, uh, and I use the expression out, are you out with your. My bosses know and they know I'm on my meds, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they realize mm. how intense right. it gets. Mm-hmm. So, and one of my coworkers and I were talking about it, and she's like, oh, there was this new medication that came up in, on CNN.com. Like, oh, look, this bipolar medication. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, it's a sucker ad. So I click on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it says blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it has all the side effects and everything. Yeah. like, brand new. Okay, so I go to work. I'm like, hey, how much is that medication? Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa, that's really expensive. I'm like, whoa. Okay, she's like, well, why do you need that? I'm like, oh. So I scroll down, I'm like, show her. I'm like, she's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so like, I kind of gently yeah. outed myself to her. And, um, so I mean, the ple- people there know. Mm. I mean, we don't 
say it. Like, I don't like yeah. announce it. I don't like wear like I'm a bipolar t-shirt right, at work right. or anything. We should make some of those. Oh, we should. It would be so much more helpful. <laughs> Maybe like two sides, like something on the front, something on the back. <laughs> how did how did your boss, like when you, you scrolled down, you showed her, mm-hmm. you know, okay, bipolar. Yeah, my, mm-hmm. What was her reaction? Do you remember? Oh, she's my coworker. Yeah, she's my friend. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm like, does that explain some things? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, kind of. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I, we just kind of let it go because we're friend, yeah. we're friends outside work and we're coworkers. So just kind of we're yeah. since we're peers, it's no big deal. Right. With my managers, they're like, you need to control it. I'm like, wow, really? Mm. I'm trying. Like I can either be functional at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I think work pressure versus family pressure and. Things I other my other things I do in my life that pressure mm-hmm. and really affects the bipolar. I don't right. know if that happens for you. My my psychiatrist tells me that my uh, my bipolar is reactive is how she describes it. Right. Okay. So like I will get you know if if I get a few bad beats um, in a you know in a row well, that's what my brain tells me. Yes. Then I'll just flip into a you know into a depression. Yes. Um, and I've had that experience that you kind of described where. There's something that just has to get done mm-hmm. at work, like a big thing. Like I, earlier this year, I was organizing a, um, a conference, like mm-hmm. an internal conference. And I knew for the you know, week or two leading up to it and for that week, um, like I just had to get everything done. Mm-hmm. And there were some other things going on in the background at that place of work too. And I was very aware. And actually the first time that I realized, like, oh, I can trigger hypomania. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was great. I got a bunch of stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> and then I actually shared this with somebody, um, you know, at that, at that work a little while ago, I was the host for the event. Wow. And because I've been running in the hypermania for a while, I was getting into the slide. Mm-hmm. I had to get up on stage in front of 150 people oh, two days in a row. Um, <laughs> and just fake it. Like yeah. Literally just. Try and switch off the brain, be the compare, make jokes and stuff like that yeah. while, you know, inside just kind of like, I don't care about any of what's. All of this is a bunch on. of crap. Yeah. It's a bunch of, bunch of malarkey. Yeah. And yeah. I get like that. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can feel like it at work. Yeah. Like I get these, you know, unhelpful mm-hmm. either critiques or reviews from my management. Yeah. And so then I'm like, well, let me just tell you that when I leave, I'm going to burn this whole place to the ground. <laughs> I say that in my heart. Yeah, not, yeah, not a real thing. <laughs> not a real thing, but yeah. I say it in my heart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, really, guys? Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying. I'm I'm coming to work. Yeah. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Like, um, I'm coming. I'm productive at work. I, you know, I work full time. Like, yeah. for a lot of people with, I've heard of some people on in the bipolar realm that, that they can't work. Right. Like, they are so debilitated. And yeah. even though they're on meds and all mm-hmm. this, that they they can't work. They can't yeah. function. And I'm like, Phew, I'm in a good spot. Even yeah. though I have to fight with it every single minute of yeah. every single yeah. day. I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in it. So what, I'm thinking about uh, your workplace. So yes. what I've heard so far is, you know, you have a, a colleague who, mm-hmm. you know, at least you told your management are aware mm-hmm. and their reaction has been, you got to manage that thing. Right. They like they're like, they can't interfere with your work. I'm like wow. Okay. So 
I understand that you guys are all doctors, pharmacists. Yeah. You know, we're in the drug industry. Yeah. We know what disease states are. Mm-hmm. We know what diseases are. Yeah. I, it's hard to control it. Like it's. Right. What's, what do you think is so important to them? What, what's going to happen if you don't in their minds? Right. Like, so they tell me you need to speed up your work. You need to speed up your work. Okay. So I speed up. Yeah. And they're like, well, your attitude is just negative attitude. I'm like, right. Because you told me to hurry my work right. up and I can either be super focused and not talk to people and get the stuff done. Right. Or I can be nice demeanor yeah. and not as, like for me, it's, that's how it is. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm either on game yeah, or I'm like medium game. But yeah. like when you tell me to get it done, mm-hmm. I'm not jacking around. Yeah. I'm going to get in this little, I'm going to make myself, yeah. I'm going to let myself, I guess, go into hypomania yeah. so I can get it done. Mm-hmm. So don't get mad at me. Right. Because I'm in this mode. Yeah. So, and it's really aggravating. It's aggravating for me because I'm like, I don't want to be. Yeah. I, you want me to get the thing done. Yeah. So get the thing done. Yeah. And I wish there was a way that I could compartmentalize right. my feelings. Yeah. But I'm like, I mean, they're basically uh, saying, hard. can you be a different person? Give or take. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be, yeah, I think so. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. I don't know what sort of staff member you want. Yeah. And if I'm not the right kind of staff member, that's okay. Yeah. Like, find right. somebody. And yeah. I'll, 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 fine. Just. Yeah. It's, it, so, you know, let's say at some point in the future you move on from this, from this job, you, how are you going to find the place that's going to, because it, it, it going to accept you for who and how you are. I mean, it's going to, that narrows the pool down. Certainly. Significantly, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, like part-time mm-hmm. because then I can focus on my love of what I'm doing with my nonprofit, yeah. which has pretty much has been a part-time job for me right. in the last four or five months. Mm-hmm. So then I could dedicate my time more to that. Mm-hmm. And if I were to get a part-time position, then I'm not, yes, I can rock, you know, yes, I will come in, I will be a rock star for four hours. Right. That won't wreck me mentally. Mm-hmm. I can have a break between, and I'm, I'm with the heart, like I'm able to do my nonprofit out of my heart. Yeah. And so I, I can wreck my, not really wreck, but you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's a very intense yeah. four hours, five hours, whatever, and then bring it in and here we go. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's such an opposite. Yeah. And not like a daily or every, you know, every few days. Mm-hmm. Kind of experience, I feel like I could manage that, like where I'm like, I could manage right. having like the big sprint. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'll have to refer to that, but I guess sprint for four hours and then be able to recuperate mm-hmm. and still be a functional parent and a right. functional spouse. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's scary. Yeah. So that's you, that's you self-selecting based on things you can control, Right. right. You can control whether you take a part-time or a full-time job. Right. How about... <laughs> how about how it's going to go on a day-to-day basis? Well, how, how are you going to find the people, though? Maybe let me ask this question a okay, different way. Um, what do you need? What do you need from your coworkers and from your management to be successful at what you do? I think, first of all, that, that they need to understand that I'm slow on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like they're... The, that they need to, like, I'm, 
that I'm I'm slow. Mm-hmm. Oh, first of all, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. You know, okay. there is that part. Yeah. But also that I'm slow on purpose, so I'm not. I'm not wrecking the rest of my 24 hours right. of being alive. Yeah. In my real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need to understand that. Mm-hmm. And that, um, I think, honestly, I think that would be the biggest thing that most managers are going to be like, why, mm-hmm. why can't you get this done? Why can't, I'm like, right. I, I can. Yeah. I just, I can't, like, I, I can speed up. Mm-hmm. And I will, I, I will yeah. like throughout the day, I'll like, I'll get faster and like, I'm not super slow, but you know, I'm like yeah. getting it done. But you need to understand that if I, if I, if I go too fast, even if it's not fast for regular people, right. I'm passable. Yeah. Right. I'm just, I'm getting by. Yeah. So I think if they can understand mm-hmm. and maybe work with me yeah. on just, I'm slow on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think managers like that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's um, something a manager is going to want to hear. Right. Is that their staff member right. is purposely slow. Could we, could we call it steady? We could, I could probably rephrase it as steady. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you're prepping me for an interview. That I might be <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, keeping a steady pace. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I think, you know, when, what I in because I'm in a kind of a retail setting. Yeah. When people are mad, mm-hmm. I'm like, I understand that you're mad. Yeah. I I, I understand why you're upset. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody in this pharmacy knows, it's me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but you getting mad at me and at other people doesn't make us work any faster. Right. In fact, it probably will affect me more. Yeah. When I leave. Yeah. Which is why I kind of want to get a retail because. Right. Going maybe to a hospital setting or mm-hmm. um like an inpatient-ish kind yeah. of setting. Just because like, I, I only have so much drama yeah. to deal with in a day. Right. I need like four items of <laughs> drama mm-hmm. and work should not be one of those. Right. I mean, there's work drama yeah. within the, but like I can't. But, but the, the overall act of like showing up at work and doing a day's work shouldn't be drama. Right. 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 Oftentimes like, I would say in the last couple of months, it's been where I want to just just cry my face off when I get mm. home. Like, I'm doing the best I can so that I'm not mm. a crazy people. Yeah. Um, and I think I need to re-express that to my management. Mm. I think that they think that because I'm passable. Yeah. That maybe that would be helpful. I don't know. If if you- I explain to them like, yeah, I'm still bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> didn't as you all know there aren't drugs that fix that <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. it doesn't take that away it's no. not like a cold right yeah um oh wouldn't that be lovely <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean i'm not yeah i think that i wherever i work needs they need to understand that i'm i'm doing the best i can mm-hmm. um i'm wanting to stay on i am staying on task i am on target i am yeah Getting, I'm a little OCD with stuff, and that's fine. Yeah, and I manage that part, but it's the the by you by being not say forced, but being heavily encouraged mm-hmm. to speed up will f- kind of force me into a hypomanic right. state. Yeah, and I can't. Right, I can't. That's detrimental. Yeah, for my well being for you, but also for your coworkers <laughs> as well. I should hope so. Right, like, oh my god, my where. Hair you're going to be less of a, of a colleague. To right. Them. Um, 
yeah, you want somewhere where the priority the priority is to get work done, right? Whatever in an it is, orderly yeah. fashion, you know, steady pace, and there's not the sense that many businesses have that if only we work faster, harder, then the world would be a better place somehow, right? The end budget will the end. Yeah. The dollars at the end will be will be more, and that's fine if you want the dollars to be more. But your health expenses on the other end of that mm-hmm. spectrum, yeah. on the benefits, and you're just wrecking people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think honestly, I think regardless of your mental health state, mm-hmm. everybody could use a little dose of bring that crap back. Like just let's slow it down. Just a t- I'm not saying you know snails mm-hmm. pace. I'm saying yeah. you know just do just do a power walk right. through here. It's funny you mention that. I um. A couple of years ago, I got into walking places mm-hmm. and I was always somebody rushing from one thing to the next. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to very consciously walk slowly, be in the world, enjoy what's around me. And I found this paradoxical thing, which was I got there more quickly, which was really odd because you would think if you're racing around, you get there more quickly. And I've tried the same thing in work. And I've actually found at times that being consciously steady mm-hmm. and working in a orderly fashion towards something, I've got there faster. I've actually got better quality out of what I'm doing. Right. As long as I have the support to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I'm going to come in early mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave early. Yeah. Or, you know what? If it's better for, you know, at a regular desk position, you know, yeah. yeah. On Tuesdays, I'm going to work from home mm-hmm. because I have a mental health appointment in the morning. Right. And then the rest of the afternoon, I will, you know, just get stuff done. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to, yeah. you know, I think people with a more traditional desk job mm-hmm. or otherwise not retail yeah. experience, like jobs, I think that that would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, s- slow and steady and have management, not slow and steady, like definitely consciously right. management of the workflow. Yeah. I think yeah. that would really, I think every, I would think every person would find that helpful. Would benefit from that. Oh, definitely. Um, and I would think that even there'd be less sick days right. for management. Like, oh, no, you're not burnt out. So needless to say, mm. I'm looking for a new position. But that's no big deal. It'll show up if it shows up. But I'm also, so to make my heart mm-hmm. feel better, um, I am on the board of a nonprofit. Nice. And it's, it's definitely, it's four ladies. We do our own thing. We're trying to help people as we can. Yeah. But that has really given me so much more um, drive. Like, mm. I can really help people in a way every day. Even with pharmacy, I help people in a way every right. day. But it's this is so fundamental. Like, this, I'm really affecting them where they need help. Yeah. You tell and, me about the, the nonprofit. Yeah. So, um, I'm with Seattle T2P2. Okay. Towers of Tampons and Pyramids okay. of Pads. And uh-huh. so, we bring... Nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So we, we get <laughs> product. Well, you have three girls in your house. I do, absolutely. <laughs> this is your future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we gather feminine hygiene products. Yep. We disassemble the boxes and okay. reassemble them into packets for one month's supplies. Okay. And then we just hand them out to, we take them to shelters, hand yes. them out on the street. Yeah. Um, I keep a couple packs in the car. So mm. like if I see a lady, I'm like, yep. boom, there yep. you go. There you go. Um, yeah, we give them out wherever we can. Whoever needs it, because they shouldn't be taxed first and foremost. Yes. Which is why I want to move, you know, into a part-time position so mm-hmm. I can be in this more valuable right. space of my yeah. nonprofit. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm affecting people. I'm with people in a very direct, yeah. 
hands-on. Yeah. It's going to be, it's more, I, I say it's better for my heart, but it's obviously it's going to be better for my mental stability. Right. Yeah. As long as you're able to work at a, at a steady As a steady pace. Steady pace, yeah, absolutely. And there's always ramp up for events and stuff like that. But yeah. I think that keeping it at a manageable size mm-hmm. with a certain number of months, weeks yeah. notice. Yeah. There's only four of us and we all work full time, so we're not doing that much crazy business. Right, right. And I think those those periods of acceleration are okay if you know they're coming and you can plan for them and manage them. Wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah. I would love to know right. that I'm gonna mark on my calendar yeah. that in two weeks I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a manic episode. Right. I'm gonna have all these plans ready. Right. So I can like totally <laughs> <laughs> put the button and be done. Yeah. I I, mean, I was thinking of it the other way around. Like in work, <laughs> it's like we've got an event in three weeks. So I know like the week up leading up to that is gonna be hectic and therefore I'm gonna do these things, you know, I'm gonna double down on whatever it might be. The before stuff. For you to help keep you um more steady through more steady through it yeah yeah so which i I, that's so much smarter that's why you're doing a podcast is because you're smart i don't think that's true Amanda's experience of work isn't all that different to most people. The business she works for wants her to work harder, to to work faster, just get it done at, at all costs. But for Amanda, there is a cost. She can go into hypermania and she will be able to get lots of work done very quickly and she'll have a lot of focus. And that hypermania can lead to full-blown mania, where... She might be confused. She'll have racing thoughts. She'll become perhaps irritable and combative. And all those things affect her ability to be a wife, to be a mother. Likewise, when her business says, hey, you're working too slow, that brings up shame. And the shame can lead to depression. And that depression could lead her back to a balcony. I think what Amanda needs is a workplace that says, hey, you work steady and that's okay. We get it. We understand that for you, your decision to work at a steady place is life or death. And we respect that. So as we, you know, as we come towards maybe wrapping up here, um, what are the things you want people to know about living with bipolar? Um, because as a bipolar person, mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about this in a minute a little bit, but um, yeah. as a bipolar person, having, we're fighting a battle every moment, <laughs> almost of every day. And by putting, it may be reasonable expectations for somebody, but then adding expectations beyond what the known expectations are can really can really wreck it. Mm-hmm. it will, like it'll I'll come home just in shambles or, right. or just so high. I just yeah. can't, you know, there's, there's the expectation set. I can come up with that expectation set, but if you write the expectation set, mm-hmm. 
you're not wrecking my work, right. but you are. Yeah. But you're wrecking my whole person. Right. I feel like that's how it is for me. Yeah. I don't know if that's that way for you. So you can... I can manage my mood yeah. based on what I know is going to be happening. Yeah. So I know that I don't need coffee this day because I'm right. going to be jacked up. Yeah. Or I know, yeah, I might need some coffee this day because it's going to be slower and mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah. Your, my mood your strength is finite. Your, yeah. your energy to, to battle with this condition is finite and you can you can put more of that into managing it at your work because your work demands it, but mm-hmm. you are taking energy away from somewhere else and your family is going to suffer or your nonprofit's going to suffer or your sleep is going to suffer or, right. you know, who knows what that... Probably just my general sanity. Yeah. Honestly. Right. right. Um, so if you could go back in time mm-hmm. um, to, you know, shortly after you got your diagnosis and... Mm-hmm. You know, speak to yourself or speak to somebody who is uh, who has recently been diagnosed with bipolar type one. What would you say? Oh wow, um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's what it is. Yeah. Um, you're gonna be functional. Yeah. You stay on the track. Mm-hmm. If you do what you do with your doctors, your therapists, your yeah. support system. It's, it, it, First of all, find a support system that mm-hmm. works for you. Um, but stay within your support system. Do not, I know you want to, but do yeah. not go off the rails. Yeah. Because that, it's entertaining, but it is not good. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely nothing good yeah. comes of getting out of your bounds. Right. So find out what works, listen to people, talk to people. Yeah. And then when you find what works, just stick, stick with, with it. Stick with it. And if you, if you like, Going on a girls' party weekend, yeah. that can be fun. Mm-hmm. But again, stay within your bounds. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you know you have to, like, I know I have to sleep eight hours. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have super fun. I'm going to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, my my friends know this. Yeah. And they're like, okay, see you later. Right. right. Um, I, th- I swear, I think having the support of family or friends mm-hmm. or your online chat rooms, whatever, Having a good support system that's positive and will like listen without being bossy because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you're already bossy to yourself. Like, right. Why is what? that? Um, I think that that's super, super important. And you will be functional. Mm-hmm. You will like it might be what, you know, passable people yeah. consider as functional, but it's going to be functional for you. Yeah. And you're going to be, you're going to be doing your thing and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's your version of fine. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like TV. Right. Find your version of fine. Yeah. Find what passable is for you. Right. Yeah. Cool. Amanda, anything else you want to say before we're done today? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But this has been really fun. It's been really enlightening for me. Yeah. And like having these conversations out loud. Yeah. Versus like with myself or in my mm-hmm. journal. Yeah. Like having like... And today, like having mm-hmm. this conversation in my journal um, is so, it's, you know, great. Yeah. I'm bouncing it off myself. Yeah. But this is great to like hear other points of view and yeah. then like having different vocabulary, like yeah. the way you're saying it versus the way I'm saying mm-hmm. it. It's the same words. Yeah. I mean, it has the same meaning, but it's yeah. different vocabulary around yeah. it. Yeah. I love possible. Yeah. I will be using possible in the future. Yes. <laughs> my work here is done. Excellent. <laughs> and I, we we definitely need to have more of these conversations. I you definitely know, we will. being humans in general 
Oh, my goodness. I mean, I just feel like people who have any sort of, like, if you're middle of the road, great person, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But that's probably, what, 2% of the whole population. And somebody's got something janked up with them. I don't know what it is. If it's bipolar, if it's dyslexia, you're left-handed. You have the color blindness, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We all have our own special abilities. Yeah. And it's how you cope with them and get on mm-hmm. with life. Yeah. And that you can do it. Yeah. And everybody has it. And you're, we're still not ever going to all be in the level three. We're never going to all right. be in that middle lane. But you know what? We're doing our best. We're in my, I'm in my own level three. I'm in my own level That's three. It. You found your level three. Yeah, I found my level three. Cool. Amanda, thank you so much <laughs> for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye. So there you have it. Amanda's story. A silent superhero working with bipolar type one. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcasting service. If you want to hear future Silent Superhero stories, please visit silentsuperheroes.com and sign up for our newsletter. Or you can go to facebook.com forward slash silentsuperheroes. Take your mental health seriously. If you need to speak to someone, you can call 1-800-273-8255 or text crisistextline.org at 741-741. Both provide 24-7 confidential counseling to people in the United States. Worldwide, visit iasp.info slash resources slash crisis underscore centers slash To help others find the Silent Superheroes podcast, please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting service.